Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're hearing more and more and seeing more and more that there's public opinion that is less and less favorable toward the uh, the president of, uh, of Russia. Sometimes still want to say the USSR. The majority of men and women internationally have a very negative view of Putin. I would suspect yet his approval numbers in Russia, I'm told, or we're told, are still quite high. This is the same Vladimir Putin who's wanted by the International Criminal Court as a war criminal. His military being badly beaten in Ukraine in many battles will not have helped him with perception in Russia. And my guest is Yuri Felstinsky, Russian-American historian, author of Blowing Up Russia and Blowing Up Ukraine. How are, how are you, uh, Yuri? How are you keeping? Well, very busy, as you understand, because the times are very, you know, difficult now. And every day brings us more and more bad news. Yeah. Do you find uh, that your point of view, your view of Vladimir Putin is increasingly shared by Russians? We do not really know this. The problem is that there is no connection between those people who live in Russia and we really do not uh, uh, know what they think about Putin uh, because the information which comes is very limited. But what is more important, there is no connection between people who live in Russia and Putin or Kremlin or those uh, people who rule Russia. It's like in the old Soviet Union, you just mentioned that you have difficulties sometimes to call it Russia instead of Soviet Union, but that's what precisely is happening there. Uh, today's Russia is very close to what the Soviet Union was. The only difference is that in the Soviet Union, we had you know, conservative communist party of old rulers who were not ready to make any, uh, you know, sudden moves. And Putin, as we see, represents the state security, the FSB, and he's very ready to make moves. So what do you represent to, uh, to Vladimir Putin? Your book, Blowing Up Russia, is banned in Russia. Um, politicians who've had any association with the book have been found dead. Uh, unusual circumstances involving their deaths. Uh, do you f uh, do you feel that you're under threat from Putin and his government? Well, you see, now we are beyond this. We could discuss this probably in 2006 when Litvinenko was murdered. But in 2023, when Putin is moving nuclear weapons to Belarus, uh, planning to strike from Belarus into Eastern Europe, we are at a different level of danger, all of us. So this is not about me anymore. And trust me, I, it's not that I paid too much attention to my security before, but now this is just a part of major danger for, for the entire, well, I would say I was planning to say world, but probably not the world, but definitely Europe. So nothing that he's doing is surprising you. Nothing that uh, that Putin is doing is absolutely surprising you. He's he's playing, he's using the old playbook of the Soviet Union, isn't he? Well, that's partially true. Except again, in the Soviet Union, we had KGB under the control of the Communist Party. Now we have the FSB without any political control, and uh, it's it's true that I'm kind of predicting or expecting 
his moves. But uh, unfortunately, I feel myself like uh, being a Cassandra, you know, who is telling about the danger and this actually, you know, nevertheless going on uh, unopposed, let's put it this way. And uh, but when once again, if there are any uh, red lines, um, the the transfer of nuclear weapons to Belarus, with intention to use it against uh, Eastern European countries, and Lukashenko so far mentioned two of them: uh, Poland and Lithuania, is the red line which should not be crossed. We are playing now a very dangerous game and I think uh, now it's extremely dangerous and naive uh, not to expect Putin to use nuclear weapons. We, uh, I mean, we have to understand that this uh, danger is real. You and I talked about that uh, uh, last week or the week before about uh, Putin and potentially using uh, nuclear weapons, tactical nukes, if he feels that it's to his advantage. And that's what it comes down to with Putin. It's, is it advantageous to him uh, domestically? And that's what he wants to know. That's what he, he, he needs to know. And he will move on that, on that information, on that news, if it's the kind of news that he wants. Yes? Well, this is not, again, this is not about news. This is not about propaganda anymore. There is, a week ago, uh, Putin did not make an announcement that they are moving nuclear weapons to Belarus. Uh, yesterday, he made this announcement, but two days before, he met with, uh, you know, leader of China, Xi, and that's precisely what they discussed. Uh, prior to this, you had uh, we had Lukashenko traveling to Pekin, and of course we do not know what they were discussing, but they probably were discussing again uh, the uh, transfer of nuclear weapons to Belarus. So it's uh, it, this is not. I would not see it as a just you know as a bluff, as one of those bluffs with which Dmitry Medvedev former president of Russia and a friend of Putin, uh, is uh, delivering to the West like every other day. Uh, this is beyond this. This is real. So when we hear that uh, in Russia, men um, are increasingly not sure about uh, Putin or are not likely to be supporting him increasingly, does that signal something in particular for the upcoming Russian election, whenever that's going to be held, uh, are the are the Russian people sending? Uh, when the Russian people send a message like that, is it the same sort of message that is sent by Western nations, by voters in Western countries? Does it carry the same implied threat of loss of office for public office for for Russian leaders? Well, Putin uh, would not be able to lose his office through elections because the computer which counts votes is actually controlled by the FSB, by law. Officially, it's controlled by the FSB. And several years ago, they introduced a system of distance, distant voting or remote uh, voting in Russia, what would be a normal and very good thing for, for a huge country like Russia, where people live in Siberia without uh, ability to, to, to go and to vote. But in Russia, this leads to a situation when basically 
uh, you declare a winner, you know, you announce that the Putin would win even if he's not collecting enough votes. So the, you, uh, Putin will win elections. He doesn't have to prepare himself for, for the campaign for this. And once again, we do not really have uh, understanding if uh, in Russia people support him or do not, but what we do understand is that there is no uh, possibility for Russians to influence Putin, even if they would like to. And we do not know if there is any internal opposition to Putin within the leadership of the FSB, for example. It seems to be that there is no opposition. So I think we should not expect that uh, he would be taken down uh, or, or killed or removed. I would not count on this lottery ticket, although, of course, it would, it would be great if we, if we get this lottery ticket, but it's very, very probably, uh, again, uh, difficult to, to predict, and I would not consider this possibility. Okay. How do you see this, and we have 20 seconds, I wish we had more, but how do you see this situation playing itself out? this war on, on the ground in Ukraine playing itself, itself out? Well, what I'm afraid of that uh, Putin, who is trying to stop uh, the help uh, which goes to Ukraine by all means, uh, will uh, use nuclear weapons in Belarus uh, and probably might strike from Belarus uh, into Ukraine or Poland or Lithuania. Uh, you know, with the with the hope that this will bring him victory over Ukraine, uh, and that's why the situation is very dangerous, and that's why for for the entire year I I'm talking about this actually yeah. probably since the war started that this is the most uh, dangerous and most uh, risky scenario that. Russia would move nuclear weapons to Belarus right. and would strike from Belarus, which is an independent state. Let's you and I that let's, let's you and I book a time where we can talk about this because this aspect of accelerated uh, aggression is certainly something that needs to be on the table, and people have an opportunity to respond to it or hear about it. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.